You're listening to Huddle Radio. Push play with Huddle. Welcome to another edition of Huddle Radio. I'm Dan Hoppen, and today we'll be chatting with Chris Four, the founder of Coach4.org. The site is a go-to hub for coaches seeking career advice, coaching tactics, and special teams knowledge. Four was also recently hired as a special teams coordinator at Victor Valley College. Welcome to the show, Chris. How are you doing today? Hey, doing well, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Speak with you here. Um, definitely want to get into some career development stuff um, in this episode. But first, I kind of wanted to speak on your expertise here. Special teams is something that you've clearly, uh, both on coach4.org, um, it's it's something that's featured very prominently there. You know, you you got hired as a special teams coordinator. This is something that you understand. What has helped you become such a special teams expert? Well, you know, I, I would say just a long time of doing something. You know, and any time you've, you've done something for, you know, for, for more than 10 years, I would say that you, you know, you, you get to know it pretty well. I, uh, I've been a special teams coordinator I think 13 years I added up the other day, uh, eight years, eight of those years, I was also the head football coach and it's just something I've, I've taken real seriously. And, and, uh, back in 2002, my first year doing it, uh, the head coach I worked for just saw that I was real passionate about coaching special teams. He, he thought I did a great job. So, so he asked me, I think I did maybe two or three of the the units that year so he asked me to over oversee all of them the following year and uh so it's just something i took and ran with and then when i became a head coach a few years after that i, I said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to this special teams coordinator because i just i love doing it so just real passionate about it and i think it can have such an impact on the game special teams can so uh i, I think that's you know that's what gets coaches real knowledgeable you use the term expert i don't know if i'd call myself an expert <laughs> in it but i'll call but you I'm an expert certainly, uh, yeah well thank you but I'm, yeah i'm certainly passionate about it and and love helping others uh get their special teams in order those who you know feel that they they need to improve one one team or three teams or or what have you I think the general view is that, you know, the offensive and defensive coordinator positions are a little bit more, um, you know, maybe sexy positions. Uh, but you've clearly really latched on to special teams. You've mentioned a couple times you're very passionate about it. Where does that passion come from? I think just from, from seeing my teams have success doing it. So when you, when you have that success early – you know, 10, 12 years ago, we were able to, you know, have better special teams units and other teams because we, we put the work into it. We, we took them seriously. Uh, and so I think that that passion comes from seeing early success in, in running special teams, uh, having the kids really buy into what we're doing and then seeing that, okay, this can make a real difference. And so, when you when you play teams who you kind of just know, you know, hey, they they rolled the ball out on Thursday and, and you know practice special teams for 20 minutes, 
and then and then you're able to have success Friday night with kickoffs or you know your punt team or what have you. Uh, it just I, I just I love that aspect of football. Uh, again, it's it's something not a lot of coaches you know put a great amount of time into. Uh, the good ones do. I mean, you, you talk to you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of state champion coaches over the last. Uh, four or five years here, you know, in, in writing different uh, manuals and books. And, and you know, it's one common theme I've seen is that you know, a lot of state champion coaches, a lot of guys who've been around a long time uh, are, are very passionate about having great special teams. So that's definitely a, a thread you see throughout, you know, the great high school programs all over the nation. Now, obviously, this can fluctuate year to year. There are going to be some years where you have a, a great kicker or a great punt returner, for instance. But on the whole, what is the most important aspect to having strong special teams units? That's a great question, Dan. I think two things come to mind right off the bat. That's, that's vision. The head coach has got to have a vision to make special teams an important part of the culture. If, if the head coach just blows off special teams, you know, he throws it, ah, just get it done at the very beginning of practice or they just get it done at the end of practice. And he kind of checks himself out mentally, uh, you know, goes riding off on the golf cart while you're doing special teams. Well, the kids buy into that. The other, the other assistants buy into that and everybody knows special teams doesn't really matter. So, Number one, it's got to be the vision from the head coach. Uh, I've worked, you know, as I said, I, I was a head coach for eight years and did special teams coordinating. And then uh, the last few years here, I've, I've been an, an assistant coach and have worked for guys who said, you know, take all the time you need. Uh, and so, you know, when you have a guy that says, hey, you got all the time you need, all the resources you need, you know, when they're jumping on and coaching, uh, assisting you, you know, with coaching a unit, that's when you know that they have the vision. And then second, I would say just the organizational side of coaching special teams. Uh, that's a real strength of mine is just being able to, to know exactly what the other team's going to do. You know, just like we study the other team's offense, we study the other team's defense. I've found that a lot of high schools don't put a lot of prep work into the special teams. And that's probably because they're, they're overworked and, and a lot of high schools don't have a special teams coordinator per se. You got guys that are, you know, maybe coach one or two of the units. And so, you know, coaching the offense or defense, their position group just is a little more important. But, but I would say that second piece to having great special teams is the organizational management of it. It's, it's having a system in place when you sit down on the weekend to break down the opponent uh, and then be able to decipher that and present it to the kids in a way that they understand uh, what's going on and, and they, they understand the strengths and weaknesses of the units that you're playing against and how you're going to attack them. You know, all that stuff that you'll see happen Friday night, you know, that all happens, that all starts the weekend prior as, as you're breaking things down. So uh, I'd say those two things, the, the vision from the head coach and then the systematic uh, organization. One last thing on special teams here. Um, you're also the founder of shieldpunt.com. So sell me on the shield punt. Why is that the, the right formation to use? The shield punt is, uh, yeah, it's one of the things I'm most uh, 
passionate about in regards to special teams. You know, I started using it in 2002. I read an article called Dare to be Different back then. Rutgers University, I think, was the article was written by the special teams coordinator at Rutgers who had kind of this new idea, and I don't know exactly where he got it. I've tried to trace it back, but I, I don't know. But it's first time in print, really, that, that I've, I've seen it. I've seen some old videos of uh, some colleges who used to do this. And so, but the shield punt gets, you know, gets seven guys down the field very fast. As I said, we put it in 2002. And I think the year before, you know, we allowed something like 350 yards of, of punt return yards throughout the course of the whole season, uh, two returns for touchdowns. And then we put the shield punt in and narrowed that to like 70 return yards and no, uh, no touchdowns allowed. And so, you know, since 2000, I just did the stats for this because I spoke at a Glazier clinic, but since 2002 using it, we've had 396 punts. So almost 400 punts. And we've only allowed one touchdown uh, since 2002. And then we've only had three blocks. So, you know, we're averaging one block, one blocked punt every 130 or so that's that's pretty good stat Mm -hmm. so it's just a very very successful system this year uh it's real interesting my last five years straight we we've had the best year ever using it uh so this year we only allowed six punt return yards uh last year it was 16 punt return yards so the year before that I think it was 34 punt return yards. So, wow. uh, six, six punt return yards this year. One kid picked it up and, and ran for five. And then, and then in another game, a kid picked it up and ran for, ran for just one yard. So, uh, yeah. And that's, you know, our, our team wasn't real successful this year. It's not like we're, you know, state champion football program. We're, we're three and seven, uh, but our, our punt team was, was very very good this year again. Gotcha. That's a uh, yeah, great insight. I'm sold. <laughs> um, yeah. n- now moving on to a little bit more uh, a little bit more general coaching stuff off the special teams. We're in the off season now. Coaches are you know kind of looking to they're looking at other jobs. They're looking for ways to move up. They're looking for maybe a better situation. Uh, what are your top tips for coaches on making that move and finding a new job? So, yeah, you know, making the move, finding a new job, there's definitely, you know, a lot of movement that happens uh, every single year. Out here, I've been tracking, you know, out when I say out here, Southern California, we've been tracking every head football coach move in Southern California the last couple of years. Uh, and last year, we had 19.5% of the head coaches in uh, Southern California, which represents, I think it was somewhere right around 600 high school football teams and nineteen and a half percent of them changed head coaches. So this year the the pace is a little slower. It's it's probably only about fourteen percent right now, as of you know early February, mid February here. But you know with the head coaching change comes assistant coach changes, obviously. So I'd say number one thing about you know about that new job change is just seeing you know that school that you're looking at is it going to be a good fit. I'd say that's so important. A lot of coaches that I've seen and spoke to and consulted, you know, over the last few years here, they they end up in a bad spot just because they they wanted a head coach job so bad, 
that they end up in a you know in a bad position. They, they mm-hmm. just they wanted that title and end up you know somewhere that they knew Rockney might not have had any, any success. You know, it's just not a football uh, football school per se. It's not supported to find success in football. So that's number one on a job search process is is trying to find a, a good fit. You know, be patient. Don't just jump in something because it's there. And then, you know, number two, and this is where my my business, Eight Laces Consulting, we've, we've had a lot of success just helping coaches market themselves. Uh, and, and so the resume part of finding a job is, is very important. Obviously, there's a whole lot of jobs that get found and, and filled because of networking. You know, that's the nature of coaching. It's, uh, it's, it's who, hey, I'm looking for a linebacker's coach. Do you know one? You call your friend up and see if he knows any linebacker coaches looking around. But, uh, you know, that's the number one way jobs are filled. The second way is through resume, through, through a job search. And, and uh, that happens at, I would say, every level of football except for Division One. I. I don't think there's too many guys at the uh, Division One level that are getting jobs from their resumes. But I, I know it happens at Division Two, Three, and NAI, and, and obviously high school, a lot more than the college level. But it's, it's being able to present yourself on paper in a way that's going to get you into the interview room. And that's where a lot of coaches miss the boat. They, they just follow a, a basic format of building a resume as you would for a business where you just list your job titles and your job duties. And when all you do is list your job titles and duties, you're not enticing anybody reading that to bring you in the interview room. So uh, the resume and your portfolio, your cover letter, they've got to do a, a dynamite job of, of enticing the reader to, to bite on you, so to speak, and, and invite you into the interview room. So I think those are the top two things that come to mind in regards to the job search process. Okay. So now I'm a, I'm a coach. I just got hired um, at, an, at a new school, a new opportunity. What are some of the first steps that I should take to try and integrate myself into this new environment. Are you talking about a head coach position? Let's go with head coach. Yeah. Head coach. Yeah. So I think, you know, number one is it's going in and just trying to get a lay of the land. It's, it's going in and, you know, trying to understand, you know, trying to understand the culture where, where, where the culture of the school has been, the culture of the football program, you know, is this a, is this a, group of guys who wants to win they just didn't have a very good leader here before is it a program that eh, they don't really want to win they just kind of want to play football and they're just there to you know put their time in and wear their jersey so it's getting a real good lay of the land and i really believe that happens through relationships building relationships with your kids and and the parents and the teachers you know so that's just number one is is going in and almost being an observer and a great listener before anything else uh, and then, you know, just, just getting, getting to know the people so that you can then cast your vision. You know, I would say after, after 30 days or so of, of meeting with groups on campus, meeting with, uh, you know, players, maybe doing a formal survey. Uh, I love doing, you know, surveys like on survey monkey, something that's free to do a survey about the program and, and what's, what's been working good and what hasn't been working very well. And, and, uh, you know, trying to get as much information about the job after you get there 
Uh, and then, you know, after about a month or so, kind of being able to organize yourself to move forward. So, you know, you're, 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 uh, going to have to, at, at some point, you know, turn the page on the past and, and cast your new vision, you know, for that program. And I've seen coaches, you know, make mistakes and go in kind of guns blazing. Don't spend any time getting to know the people and the programs and the, 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 uh, the culture that's happening, they go in guns blazing. Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. Well, this, this, and this isn't what, you know, the people really need or want at this time. So it's so important to get to know the folks before you uh, cast your vision and start, you know, pushing people that way. I'm, I'm a real firm believer in that. Mm-hmm. That's great stuff. Um, I've spoken with some coaches on this topic before, and, and they've talked about how there's there's a delicate balance between, you know, coming in and setting up the foundation for your program and how you want it to look and implementing, you know, your language and your philosophies versus, you know, kind of blending what you've done with what was done at the school previously. So there's not just like a, a culture shock right off the bat. Um, kind of where do you stand yeah. on that and, and how do you find that balance between incorporating the old and the new? Yeah, that's tough. That that is a tough thing to do. I took over the program in, in 2006, where they were uh, they were 0 and 10 the year before I got there. So you know these kids hadn't won a game, and then the year before that, I think they were two and eight. So you know these kids were they were two and 18 the two years before I got there, and and it, it was tough. The guy that was you know the, there was one coach left on the staff when I got there, and they hired me really late, you know, they hired me in late May mm-hmm. and that coach had been, he, he really, really wanted the job, but he was young and inexperienced and, but he'd start working with them in November. And unfortunately, you know, they were doing a lot of things wrong, like just in how they're working out in the weight room, you know? And, and so they were, they were in there for a long time, but they weren't working very hard, you know? And the offense they had ran for the last two years was, was not a very good offense. They threw, 35 interceptions year before I got there. And, and so being able to, again, that, that was a matter of just getting to know the people, getting to know uh, the organization, getting to know the kids that were in the program and seeing, you know, how rapidly can I make changes? You know, what, what is there about the helmet that, you know, maybe, maybe we need to change the helmet or change the uniform design, you know, to, to, uh, get some new energy and, you know, new juice into here. Maybe it's how we practice. So it it is a very delicate balance and you just have to, you have to know going in, obviously what, uh, what things are you're going to have to change right away. You know, and there's some things that we as football coaches, we value a whole lot that, you know, they, they do have to change right away. That's a, that was a thing going into that specific school in 06. We had to change the work ethic like right away. Mm -hmm. I could not sit around, we we could not sit around and let the kids work out the way they were, you know, because it was just, I, I knew that that lazy work ethic infiltrated, you know, the rest of the football program. And there were, you know, kids who were allowed to just work out at home or I'm a baseball player. I don't work out, you know? So we had to change a lot of things about the work ethic. To me, that's one of those non-negotiables in football. So, you know, we went in and, and changed that fairly quickly. And so there were, you know, there were some other things that we were a little slower to change or, you know, like they, 
parents were really, really involved there. Like they wanted to make a lot of decisions that are really should be made by the head football coach. Well, some of those decisions I really didn't care about. And so it's more important to have the parents on your side, you know, so that you, you're not taking, <laughs> taking off a whole lot of parents right away. So again, it's just, be, you know, just really being able to determine, okay, what's an absolute core value here that, that I'm going to have a say on and what are some things that I, I don't really care about? We'll let the parents have a little bit of a grasp on that right now. And then, you know, maybe over the course of the next two or three years, I'll, I'll slowly change that aspect of what I don't like. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just, uh, yeah. you know, you, you've got to come in and, and be able to make the program yours, but you know, you can't just change everything on the kids overnight or, or the parents too, like you mentioned, because, uh, they're just, they're going to be confused and you gotta, you know, it, it's a, it's a process over the course of years, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a process. And like I said, I was, I'm, I'm a wing T, a wing T offensive guy. And this was at a small school. We had a lot of success running the wing T at the last, you know, small school I was at. And so, you know, I sat the kids down and I, I showed them video and I, I said, you guys threw 35 interceptions last year, you know, uh, that's incredible, by the way. <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot. Of, a that's a lot of picks. <laughs> You're not going to win very many games, you know. But we took the we took the the kid who was a quarterback. You know, he became a wide receiver, and their best running back became our quarterback. You know, but that did it. Took probably a month of really getting after it and teaching them the offense before they fully bought in. You know, we started that with video. We started it with video. Hey, these kids are your size. They're your athletic ability. Look at what we were able to do at our last school against bigger and better teams. And Mm -hmm. so they started buying a little bit and then, you know, getting out on the field, starting to install it. You know, kids were moved around positions. I had meetings with, you know, some parents on why their son was moved. And it it took about a month. But then we we got some good buy-in. And, you know, eventually we we went five and five that year. We lost two games on the very last play of the game. So we were that close from going, you know, 0 10 to 7 3 in, in one year, which is is pretty dynamite, you know, and, and a whole lot of that had to do with uh as I said earlier, the work ethic we changed and then and the offense that we changed. No question. Um coach, uh that that's all I got for you today. I feel like we got some really great stuff, not only on special teams, but also on career development. Um, I can't thank you enough for your time. Absolutely. Hey, thank you. I'm excited about these uh, podcasts you guys are starting up there at Huddle, and I, I know you guys will be producing some, some great uh, listens for the rest of us coaches all over. That's all for this episode of Huddle Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check back for more episodes and visit the blog at huddle.com for more ways to level up your coaching game.